It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and also on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. Friday morning, yes, it's back with us, the 14th day for October, nearly halfway through the month. November will be here before we know it and coming up we are going to be looking at market momentum and migration. But what does that mean? Well, if you've got property plus migration, the net result of that will equal momentum and Rich Harvey is here very shortly and we're going to be talking about all of that. Well, we know that the rental market is extremely tight and Domain released its rental report for the September quarter yesterday and it tells us that Sydney tenants are facing record high house and unit rents as low rental vacancies drive up competition and prices for homes and house rents jumped 30 bucks a week to a record median of $650 over the September quarter and new figures also show that unit rents increased $25 to 550. Domain's rent report also showed that rents fell or held steady in some areas, so that's some good news. However, house and unit rents each climbed 4.8% over the quarter and were up 14% and 14.6% respectively over the year. Now it's the largest annual increase in unit rents on domain records which go back to 2004 and it's the largest jump in house rents since 2009. Really not telling us anything we didn't know but it is great to see those numbers with clarity in terms of exactly what is taking place in the rental market particularly in Sydney. Informing you every morning from 6.30, seven days a week, on The Real Estate Breakfast. It's the main centre forecast with PRD, selling smarter every day. All right, on this Friday morning, let's have a look at your weather around Australia. And a bit of a mixed bag in Sydney, probably rain and showers this morning. They say it should be then mostly fine this afternoon or later in the day. 24 is your forecast high. In Melbourne today, a few showers with 18. Brisbane, a possible shower or two. 28 is your forecast high and in Perth today mostly blue skies and sunshine with 21. It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. Let's Talk Property, a podcast series with Rich Harvey. And we're looking today at the changing tide of the property market. When markets were rising quickly, a lot of people became absolutely convinced the increases in property prices would go on and on and up and up. And then as the property market softened, a lot of people believed the downturn was entrenched with no sign of recovery. And we see property buyers holding off their buying decisions and some people with loan pre-approvals are not in a hurry to move. And many are convinced that the market will fall even further. So the question this morning, is there anything on the horizon that is going to shift market momentum? 
Well, there is, and that is our subject. Migration will have a massive impact on property pricing. So to help you and to help me understand this dynamic better, we have got Rich Harvey back from his holiday, CEO and founder of propertybuyer.com.au. And welcome back, energised Rich Harvey. Thanks very much, Craig. Yeah, had a great break. And actually, all my team said, Rich, you're looking really relaxed and refreshed. I went, yep, you betcha, ready for the last quarter of the year. So I had a great trip away. Well, it makes it easy too, doesn't it, to get these last three months and then we're into that Christmas yeah. New Year. So let's have a look at the international lockdown first with this subject, because the international lockdown was pretty brutal when it was taking place. But just how severe was it on our economy? Yeah, Craig, it was actually quite severe. It had a massive impact on Australia's migration. Not only did Australia lock down, but the world did as well. And, and that impacted our population significantly. You know, over the last decade, 60% of our population growth has come through migration and the rest of the population growth has come through natural increase. So migration is the fundamental means by which Australia grows. And when it's closed borders, that suddenly came to a halt. And if you look back between 2020 and 2021, we actually had more people leaving our shores than arriving here. So we actually had a period of what we called net overseas migration decline. And the only other time in history that that has happened was during World War I and World War II. Wow, yeah. So you've got to go back a number of years since it last took place. And as I said, it was brutal when we did lock people out from coming into Australia. And to get a better handle on this, what number of migrants were kept at bay during the lockout period? Yeah, if we look at the stats, Craig, in 2019, we gained 247,620 people through my net overseas migration. But from April 2020, I mean, remember COVID hit in sort of March 2020. So from April 2020 to the end of 2021, migration was basically zero. The short term migration numbers were around half a million less than they otherwise would have been. So it's really interesting that that those numbers are quite significant. And what's interesting is just why did the market go up so much, even though migration was low? And the simple answer was people just wanted to improve their lifestyle, their their digs, they wanted a, a study. And we also had a lot of expats coming back to Australia as well. So yeah, pretty significant numbers that were kept at bay. Yeah, and you know, should make this comment, we often hear, oh, that flood was one in a hundred years. I mean, we're not likely to see this ever again in our lifetime. No, I don't think so at all. I don't think, well, I shouldn't say that. We don't know. You don't know what the X factor is going to be, you know, whether there's going to be another world war or another COVID outbreak or some other kind of pandemic. We just, we just don't know. And a lot of listeners for months have been thinking, how quickly can we turn this migration situation around? People wonder, when will the normal volume of the international migrants return? Yeah, look, even though our borders are now fully open, it doesn't mean that we suddenly instantly get a flood of new migrants coming back. So we used to average around 230,000 people a year coming into Australia. So the ABS numbers are currently showing that migration's running around half its pre-COVID levels. So about 120,000 at the moment. But the government is super keen to welcome back migrants with open arms. In fact, we had a cap on permanent migration of 160,000 
5,000 persons, and that's recently been lifted to 195,000. And on top of that, you've also got a lot of temporary visas and other sponsored visas that are also coming. So in short, we should be back to about 240,000 before you know it. Um, And the thing is, all of these migrants are going to be landing in the middle of Australia's greatest rental crisis, right? All these migrants right now are coming in. Where are they going to be living? We're already starting to see it with students coming back. Like a lot of those suburbs, you know, around the city fringe, uh, we're starting to see the rents now having an impact in those student markets as well. Australia is competing with many, many other countries for skilled migrants, and we have to attract more migrants to get back into Australia. So, But it is going to take a little while to get back up to full volume again. Yeah, and Rich, you mentioned that between 200 and 250,000 people used to come into the country every year. Are these numbers sufficient to meet the shortfall required to keep our population growth on track and just as importantly, our economy at full employment? It's funny you mentioned employment there because if we look at the national unemployment rate at 3.5%, honestly, that's the lowest figure I've ever seen and, and the lowest figure I ever know in living memory. Being an economist in my former life, I used to track all of those numbers, and I still do. And we basically have a massive labour shortage. You know, you only need to walk down the street and see the vacancy signs in all the cafes and other places and just look at all the job boards to see how much we need to fill positions and, and see the evidence there. But the key sectors that rely on migration are the education sector, tourism and hospitality, as well as a lot of other highly skilled sectors. And we used, as I said before, we used to get between 200 to 250,000 people. And that generally keeps us on track. You know, there's some that argue that we should have a zero population growth. But in fact, for economic growth, that is a really bad policy. But we also have to combine all sorts of other environmental and sustainability policies with this. But if we just look at migration, we have been the world's most successful multicultural integrated country in the world. And it's wonderful. Like, I just love all the different cultures we have in this country. So turning our focus right now to the property market, what do you think will be the impact of rising numbers of migrants coming into Australia regarding the property market itself? Basically, the the volume of housing stock in Australia is completely unprepared for the migration wave that's about to crash into our shores. You know, look at, as I said before, the demand for rental property is booming. Just look at the vacancy rates. SQM put out their numbers the other day. Adelaide's like 0.6% vacancy, Brisbane 0.7%, Sydney 1.3%, Melbourne 1.3%. So they're very, very low vacancy rates. So what that tells me is that we are not building housing at a fast enough rate to cope with the number of migrants that are going to be coming into this country. So it seems that, you know, the buyers are sitting on their hands. Everyone thinks the bad times are going to go on forever. But the smart money at the moment is is out there going, hey, actually, this is a really good time to buy because there's going to be a huge demand that's coming. Like, you may not see it perfectly right now. My message is for anyone that's thinking or hesitating, worried if the market's going to crash, it's not going to crash, right? Pretty much sort of almost through the depths of the eye of the storm. And what was interesting, even though we had two years of closed borders, we saw property prices spike. And now with the borders open, honestly, we're just going to see the housing demand grow. I don't think we're going to see a massive spike in pricing. Don't get me wrong, but we are going to see the correction over and we'll start to see an uptick in prices and a stabilisation of prices as well. Mm, I mean, how can it not? When you've got so many people coming, the tap being turned back on, how can Mm. the property prices not be affected? Now, 
Now, we want to get to this contentious question, and that is, is enough being done right now? What do you think about the government? Is it doing enough to speed up the processing of migrant applications? Uh, look, we, we're always going to criticise the government of the day, um, and whether it's Liberal, Labor or Independents or whoever. But the bottom line is, no, we are not doing enough to speed up the processing. The government has just recently thrown, I can't remember the number, but quite a few million dollars toward the Home Office, which processes all of the migrant applications. And there's a massive backlog. But like there's huge demand for carpenters, for tilers, for all the trades, for electricians, you know. And we need to really manage and speed up the rate at which we're processing these applications. And, you know, we're living in a time of rising living and housing costs. You know, we're going to be having migration come over the top. So what we do need is a sustainable migration program. We've got to be targeting skilled areas where there's specific shortfalls and specific visa categories that will really help the Australian community and the Australian business and economy grow for the future. So that requires really deliberate decision making on the part of the government and really marketing Australia as an international destination. So there really needs to be appropriate policies to ensure that we're getting really good sustainable growth through migration and on the back side of that, that we're meeting the demand for housing with wise planning, good construction controls and good infrastructure coming through. So yes, we can say, look, government, we need all this extra housing, but if you don't bring in the infrastructure to cope with it, well, it's all going to fall apart. And continually bringing in what I call demand side policies, that is like bonuses for first home buyers or bonuses for whoever buyer, it's not going to help. We've got to look at the supply issue and really address medium density and higher density living in a lot of our city areas as well. All right, Rich Harvey on this Friday morning, plenty to take away with that market momentum and migration. Let's just hope plenty of people keep on coming. Thanks, Rich. We'll talk to you next Friday. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Craig. Look forward to it. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.